The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. It's the Lord's Day. It's a day of rest. Good morning. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. It's Sunday, March 12, 2023, the third Sunday of Lent. In the Missal, it's a liturgical year A, cycle one. Sunday's a day to pray the glorious mysteries of the Rosary. Today's readings speak to the catechumens. Moses experiences a deeper faith in God's Word, and the Samaritan woman experiences a new life in Christ. Now we all stumble and When we pursue useless loves, we become hesitant to approach our Lord. This is pretty normal. And if we have offended a friend, we feel shame, but we can't live in shame. Let's have the courage to discard the old life. Let us grow in confidence to live a new life in Christ Jesus, who desires to deepen our love so that we may be eternally loving. And let's offer this day to the Lord. Most holy and adorable Trinity, one God in three persons, I firmly believe that you are here present. I adore you with the most profound humility. I praise you and give you thanks with all my heart for the favors you have bestowed on me. Your goodness has brought me safely to the beginning of this day. Behold, O Lord, I offer you my whole being, and in particular all my thoughts, words, and actions together with such crosses and contradictions as I may meet with in the course of this day. Give them, O Lord, your blessing. May your divine love animate them, and may they tend to the greater honor and glory of your sovereign majesty. Amen. And we join Pope Francis in praying for those who have suffered harm from members of the Church May they find within the church herself a concrete response to their pain and suffering. Ten Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's Ten Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. It starts out on a hot day in the middle of the day, at noon, the Gospel says, and you'd been traveling for a very long time, such that you were weary from the journey, and you sat down at the well, while your disciples went into the town to buy food. And while you were there, Jesus, at the well, a Samaritan woman comes with her bucket or or the jar or whatever it was that she used to carry water back home. And she arrives to the well and you say to her, Give me a drink. Undoubtedly, Jesus, you were tired after a long journey. You probably very much wanted just to have something to drink, literally a cup of water. But at the same time, it's clear from the rest of the conversation that you have with her 
that you're thirsting for something else. You're thirsting for her faith. You're thirsting to have her back in grace. The woman responds to you, How can you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan woman, for a drink? What do you say back to her, Jesus? It's kind of a a long, unexpected, and theological response to a pretty simple question. She was probably expecting you to say, I have nothing to do with you. I'm just thirsty. (laughs) But, But instead, you say something else. If you knew the gift of God and who is saying to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. Whoa. The Samaritan woman must have been either alarmed or or just completely caught off guard. That was not the response she was waiting for. What are you telling her? Pretty much just telling her, Look, I just asked you for a cup of water, but you should be asking me for water, for the living water. You should be asking me for myself, for grace, for faith. Of course, she doesn't pick up on that. And so what does she say back to you? The Samaritan woman says, Sir, you do not even have a bucket and the cistern is deep. Where can you get this living water? Once again, she's just talking about the situation. The well is deep. Jesus, you don't have a bucket. How are you going to get the water? She's not going to draw it for you. What she doesn't realize is she's describing her own soul. She is the cistern. She is the well. It's deep. Very deep. Her complicated sinful life has left the water of faith way down at the bottom. There's hardly any left. And she's asking Jesus, she's asking you, where is your bucket? How are you going to get that faith at the very bottom? You're not interested in taking faith out of her. You are the living water, Jesus. You want to fill her well. Not take anything out of it. She's asking the wrong question. And you insist. Once again, you say to her, Everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. Referring to the water in the well, the literal well. But whoever drinks the water I shall give will never thirst. The water I shall give will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Yes, Jesus, you're telling this Samaritan woman that you will fill her soul. You will be the living water that springs up within her to eternal life and overflows out of her onto the people around her and gives them as well living water, eternal life, you yourself. But of course, there's one obstacle to grace. Sin. And if you are to fill her as living water, fill her empty cistern of a soul, you have to face that sin 
and help her work it out. And so immediately you cut to the chase. Go call your husband and come back. She responds, I do not have a husband. And you call her out. You are right in saying, I do not have a husband, for you have had five husbands. And the one you have now is not your husband. I don't know if if that means that she was living with the fifth man and, and never married him, or maybe she was living with the sixth man. I don't know. But still, she's in a pretty complicated situation. Well, what what happens then? She realizes that you're something more than than just a tired man sitting at the well. You're a prophet. She's moved. She's caught off guard. She doesn't really know what to make of you. And then you say something else to her, which really just sets her, she's beside herself with happiness, with peace, with, she's full of promise and she doesn't even know what's going on. You say to her, the hour is coming and now is here when true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. And indeed the Father seeks such people to worship him. You've opened up to her the invitation to worship the Father in spirit and truth. Telling, telling her that the Father wants her to be one of those people. She probably felt pretty far away from religion by that point. And here you are welcoming her back. She goes into the town and, and starts telling everyone. She's not even convinced that you are the Christ. She starts telling everyone she sees, Come and see a man who told me everything I have done. Could he possibly be the Christ? She's not even sure about you. She's not even convinced. And yet she can't help but talk about you and what you've done for her. She's already feeling the effects of the living water which is pouring into her soul, which you poured into her soul, Jesus. While she's out overflowing with living water, in spite of herself, the disciples come back and you say to them, Jesus, I tell you, look up and see the fields ripe for the harvest. The fields ripe for the harvest. Jesus, you were just talking to a woman who'd been married with five men. Married, maybe. You see her as fruit, ripe fruit from the fields, ready for the harvest? Many Samaritans who hear her start to believe, and then they come to speak with you. And then they tell that woman, we no longer believe because of your word, for we have heard ourselves and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Yes, Jesus, sometimes we have to bring our tough cases to the living water, our own personal tough cases or or the tough cases of our friends or, or maybe our friends who are themselves tough cases. For us, they're tough cases. But for you, Jesus, the living water, they are ripe fruit from the fields ready for the harvest. We ask Mary, through whom we always return to Jesus, to help us to reach the living water and to overflow with the living water.
I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations that you have communicated to me in this time of prayer. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. You'll find more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. We might say that they were among the pioneers of contemporary liturgical music in the 1960s, the St. Louis Jesuits, with a song very appropriate for the Lenten season, Save Us, O Lord. Fifteen minutes past the hour on the third Sunday of Lent, March 12, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. We begin this liturgical day now, joining with the whole church as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips, and, and my, my mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come, let, let us sing to the Lord, and, and shout with joy to the Rock who saves us. Let us approach Him with praise and thanksgiving and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, 
who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. The The Lord is God, the mighty God, God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him, the dry land too, for it was formed by his hands. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness, when at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all my works. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Forty years I endured that generation. I said, They are a people whose hearts go astray, and they they do not know my ways. So So I I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ the Lord, who for our sake endured temptation and suffering. God, Father, praise and glory, your children come to see. Goodwill and peace to mankind, the gifts your kingdom brings. O most holy Trinity, undivided unity, holy God, mighty God, God immortal be adored. And you, Lord co-eternal, God's soul-begotten Son, O Jesus, King anointed, you have redemption won. O most holy Trinity, undivided unity, holy God, mighty God, God immortal be adored. O Holy Ghost Creator, the gift of God most high, life, love, and holy wisdom, our weakness now supply. O most holy Trinity, Undivided unity, holy God, mighty God. 
to be adored. Day by day, I shall bless you, Lord. Day by day, I shall bless you, Lord. I will give you glory, O God, my King. I will bless your name forever. I will bless you day after day and praise your name forever. The Lord is great, highly to be praised. His greatness cannot be measured. Age to age shall proclaim your works, shall declare your mighty deeds, shall speak of your splendor and glory, tell the tale of your wonderful works. They will speak of your terrible deeds, recount your greatness and might. They will recall your abundant goodness. Age to age shall ring out your justice. The Lord is kind and full of compassion, slow to anger, abounding in love. How good is the Lord to all, compassionate to all his creatures. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be forever. Amen. Day by day, I shall bless you, Lord. Your kingdom, Lord, is an everlasting kingdom. Your kingdom, Lord, is an everlasting kingdom. All your creatures shall thank you, O Lord, and your friends shall repeat their blessing. They shall speak of the glory of your reign and declare your might, O God to make known to men your mighty deeds and glorious splendor of your reign. Yours is an everlasting kingdom. Your rule lasts from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Your kingdom, Lord, is an everlasting kingdom. The Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds. The Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds. The Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds. The Lord supports all who fall and raises all who are bowed down. The eyes of all creatures look to you, and you give them their food in due time. You open wide your hand, grant the desires of all who live. The Lord is just in all his ways and loving in all his deeds. He is close to all who call him, who call on him from their hearts. He grants the desires of those who fear him, He hears their cry, and he saves them. The Lord protects all who love him, but the wicked he will utterly destroy. Let me speak the praise of the Lord. Let all mankind bless his holy name forever, for ages unending. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, be near to all who call upon you in truth and increase the dedication of those who revere you. Hear their prayers and save them that they may always love you and praise your holy name. 
The The Lord is faithful in all his words and loving in all his deeds. The Lord will feed him with the bread of life and understanding and give him the water of wisdom to drink. From the book of Exodus Thus says the Lord, Whoever sacrifices to any god except to the Lord alone shall be doomed. You shall not molest or oppress an alien, for you were once aliens yourselves in the land of Egypt. You shall not wrong any widow or orphan. If ever you wrong them and they cry out to me, I will surely hear their cry. My wrath will flare up, and I will kill you with the sword. Then your own wives will be widows, and your children orphans. If you lend money to one of your poor neighbors among my people, you shall not act like an extortioner toward him by demanding interest from him. If you take your neighbor's cloak as a pledge, you shall return it to him before sunset, for this cloak of his is the only covering he has for his body. What else has he to sleep in? If he cries out to me, I will hear him, for I am compassionate. You shall not revile God, nor curse a prince of your people. You shall not delay the offering of your harvest and your press. You shall give me the firstborn of your sons. You must do the same with your oxen and your sheep. For seven days the firstling may stay with its mother, but on the eighth day you must give it to me. You shall be men sacred to me. Flesh torn to pieces in the field you shall not eat. Throw it to the dogs. You shall not repeat a false report. Do not join the wicked in putting your hand as an unjust witness upon anyone. Neither shall you allege the example of the many as an excuse for doing wrong. Nor shall you, when testifying in a lawsuit, side with the many in perverting justice. You shall not favor a poor man in his lawsuit. When you come upon your enemy's ox or ass going astray, see to it that it is returned to him. When you notice the ass of one who hates you lying prostrate under its burden, by no means desert him. Help him, rather, to raise it up. You shall not deny one of your needy fellow men his rights in his lawsuit. You shall keep away from anything dishonest. The innocent and the just you shall not put to death, nor shall you acquit the guilty. Never take a bribe, for a bribe blinds even the most clear-sighted and twists the words even of the just. You shall not oppress an alien. You well know how it feels to be an alien, since you were once aliens yourselves in the land of Egypt. Give justice to the weak and the orphan. Defend the afflicted and the destitute. Rescue the weak and the the poor and and save them from the grasp of the the wicked. God shows the poor of this world to be rich in faith. He has given them his kingdom as their inheritance. Rescue the weak and the poor and save them from the grasp of the wicked. From a treatise on John by St. Augustine Bishop. 
a woman came. She is a symbol of the church not yet made righteous, but about to be made righteous. Righteousness follows from the conversation. She came in ignorance, she found Christ, and he enters into conversation with her. Let us see what it's about, and let us see why a Samaritan woman came to draw water. The Samaritans did not form part of the Jewish people. They were foreigners. The fact that she came from a foreign people is part of the symbolic meaning, for she is a symbol of the church. The church was to come from the Gentiles of a different race from the Jews. We must then recognize ourselves in her words and in her person and with her give our own thanks to God. She was a symbol, not the reality. She foreshadowed the reality and the reality came to be. She found faith in Christ who was using her as a symbol to teach us what she was to come. She came then to draw water. He had simply come to draw water in the normal way of a man or woman. Jesus says to her, Give me water to drink. For his disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman therefore says to him, How is it that you, though a Jew, ask me for water to drink, though I am a Samaritan woman? For Jews have nothing to do with Samaritans. The Samaritans were foreigners. Jews never used their utensils. The woman was carrying a pail for drawing water. She was astonished that a Jew should ask her for a drink of water, a thing that Jews would not do. But the one who was asking for a drink of water was thirsting for her faith. Listen now and learn to who it is that asks for a drink. Jesus answered her and said, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, perhaps you might have asked him and he would have given you living water. He asks for a drink and he promises a drink. He is in need as one hoping to receive, yet he is rich as one who is about to satisfy the thirst of others. He says, if you knew the gift of God, the gift of God is the Holy Spirit. But he is still using veiled language as he speaks to the woman and gradually enters into her heart. Or is he already teaching her? What could be more gentle and kind than the encouragement he gives? If you knew the gift of God and who it is who is saying to you, give me a drink, perhaps you might ask, and he would give you living water. What is this water he will give if not the water spoken of in Scripture? With you is the fountain of life. How can those who feel thirst, who will drink deeply from the abundance in your house? He was promising the Holy Spirit in satisfying abundance. She did not yet understand. In her failure to grasp his meaning, what was her reply? The woman says to him, 
Master, give me this drink so that I may feel no thirst or come here to draw water. Her need forced her to this labor. Her weakness shrank from it. If only she could hear those words. Come to me, all who labor and are burdened, and I will refresh you. Jesus was saying this to her so that her labors might be at an end. But she was not yet able to understand. Jesus cried out, If anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. Streams of living water will flow from the heart of whoever believes in me. He He was speaking speaking of the Spirit, Spirit, who who would be received by those who believed in him. Whoever drinks the water I shall give will never be thirsty again. He He was speaking of the Spirit, who who would be received by those who believed in him. Let us pray. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, Look graciously on this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. Twenty-six minutes before the hour on the third Sunday of Lent, March 12, 2023. I'm Paul Sadek. This is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible. We'll hear it first from Truth and Life, and then we'll hear it musically. It's The Woman at the Well. From the fourth chapter of the Gospel of John. He came to a city of Samaria called Sychar, near the field that Jacob gave to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and so Jesus, wearied as he was with his journey, sat down beside the well. It was about the sixth hour. There came a woman of Samaria to draw water. Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. For his disciples had gone away into the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? For Jews have no dealings with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. Sir, you have nothing to draw with, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our father Jacob who gave us the well and drank from it himself and his sons and his cattle? Everyone who drinks of this water will thirst again. But whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst. The water that I shall give him will become in him a spring of water welling up to eternal life. Sir... 
Give me this water that I may not thirst, nor come here to draw. Go. Call your husband and come here. I have no husband. You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and he whom you now have is not your husband. This you said truly. Sir, I perceive that you are a prophet. Our fathers worshipped on this mountain, and you say that in Jerusalem is the place where men ought to worship. Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such the Father seeks to worship Him. God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. I know that Messiah is coming, He who is called Christ. When He comes, He will show us all things. I who speak to you am he. Just then his disciples came. They marveled that he was talking with a woman, but none said, what do you wish? Or why are you talking with her? So the woman left her water jar and went away into the city and said to the people, come, see a man who told me all that I ever did. Can this be the Christ? They went out of the city and were coming to him. Meanwhile, the disciples besought him. Rabbi, eat. I have food to eat of which you do not know. So the disciples said to one another, Has anyone brought him food? My food is to do the will of him who sent me and to accomplish his work. Do you not say, There are yet four months, then comes the harvest? I tell you, Lift up your eyes and see how the fields are already white for harvest. He who reaps receives wages and gathers fruit for eternal life, so that sower and reaper may rejoice together. For here the saying holds true, one sows and another reaps. I sent you to reap that for which you did not labor. Others have labored, and you have entered into their labor. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me all that I ever did. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them, and he stayed there two days. And many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of your words that we believe. For we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is indeed the Savior of the world. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group, daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app.
legendary trio peter paul and mary jesus met the woman at the well 14 minutes before the hour it's daybreak on relevant radio and the relevant radio app we continue praying now with the whole church as we're led by our friends at divineoffice.org a lay apostolate promoting the prayer of the liturgy of the hours by all of the faithful we join together now in morning prayer God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen.
Your decrees, O Lord, are to be trusted. Your truth is more powerful than the roaring of the seas. The Lord is King, with majesty enrobed. The Lord has robed himself with might. He has girded himself with power. The world you made firm, not to be moved. Your throne has stood firm from of old. From all eternity, O Lord, you are. The waters have lifted up, O Lord, the waters have lifted up their voice, the waters have lifted up their thunder. Greater than the roar of the mighty waters, more glorious than the surgings of the sea, the Lord is glorious on high. Truly your decrees are to be trusted. Holiness is fitting to your house, O Lord, until the end of time. Glory to the Father and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. All power and all authority in heaven and on earth have been given to you, Lord Jesus. You rule with decrees that are firm and trustworthy. Be with us always, so that we may make disciples whose holiness will be worthy of your house. Your decrees, O Lord, are to be trusted. Your truth is more powerful than the roaring of the seas. Springs of water bless the Lord. Praise and exalt Him above all forever. Bless the Lord, all you works of the Lord. Praise and exalt Him above all forever. Angels of the Lord bless the Lord. You heavens. Bless the Lord. All you waters above the heavens, bless the Lord. All you hosts of the Lord, bless the Lord. Sun and moon, bless the Lord. Stars of heaven, bless the Lord. Every shower and dew, bless the Lord. All you winds, bless the Lord. Fire and heat, bless the Lord. Cold and chill, Bless the Lord. Dew and rain, bless the Lord. Frost and chill, bless the Lord. Ice and snow, bless the Lord. Nights and days, bless the Lord. Light and darkness, bless the Lord. Lightnings and clouds, bless the Lord. Let the earth bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Mountains and hills, bless the Lord. Everything growing from the earth, bless the Lord. You springs, bless the Lord. Seas and rivers, bless the Lord. You dolphins and all water creatures, bless the Lord. All you birds of the air, bless the Lord. All you beasts, wild and tame, bless the Lord. You sons of men, bless the Lord. O Israel, bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. Priests of the Lord, bless the Lord. Servants of the Lord, bless the Lord. Spirits and souls of the just, bless the Lord. Holy men of humble heart, bless the Lord.
Hananiah, Azariah, Mishael, bless the Lord, praise and exalt Him above all forever. Let us bless the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Let us praise and exalt Him above all forever. Blessed are you, Lord, in the firmament of heaven. Praiseworthy and glorious and exalted above all forever. Springs of water bless the Lord. Praise and exalt him above all forever. All kings and peoples of the earth give praise to God. Praise the Lord from the heavens. Praise him in the heights. Praise him. All his angels praise him, all his host. Praise him, sun and moon. Praise him, shining stars. Praise him, highest heavens and the waters above the heavens. Let them praise the name of the Lord. He commanded, they were made. He fixed them forever, gave a law which shall not pass away. Praise the Lord from the earth sea creatures and all oceans, fire and hail, snow and mist, stormy winds that obey his word, all mountains and hills, all fruit trees and cedars, beasts wild and tame, reptiles and birds on the wing, all earth's kings and peoples, earth's princes and rulers, young men and maidens, old men together with children. Let them praise the name of the Lord, for he alone is exalted. The splendor of his name reaches beyond heaven and earth. He exalts the strength of his people. He is the praise of all his saints, of the sons of Israel, of the people to whom he comes close. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As, As it was, was in the beginning, beginning is, is now, now and, and will be forever. Amen. Let us pray. Lord, extolled in the heights by angelic powers, you are also praised by all earth's creatures, each in its own way. With all the splendor of heavenly worship, you still delight in such tokens of love as earth can offer. May heaven and earth together acclaim you as king. May the praise that is sung in heaven resound in the heart of every creature on earth. All kings and peoples of the earth give praise to God. A reading from the book of Nehemiah. Today is holy to the Lord your God. Do not be sad and do not weep. For today is holy to our Lord. Do not be saddened this day, for rejoicing in the Lord must be your strength. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. You were wounded for our offenses. Have mercy on us. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. 
Christ, Son of the living God, have mercy on us. Destroy this temple, says the Lord, and in three days I will rebuild it. He was speaking of the temple of his body. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets, he promised of old that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us, to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Destroy this temple, says the Lord, and in three days I will rebuild it. He was speaking of the temple of his body. Let us praise our loving Redeemer, who gained for us this season of grace, and pray to him, saying, Lord, create a new spirit in us. Christ, our life through baptism, we were buried with you and rose to life with you. May we walk today in newness of life. Lord, create a new spirit in us. Lord, you have brought blessings to all mankind. Bring us to share your concern for the good of all. Lord, Lord, create a new spirit in us. May we work together to build up the earthly city. With our eyes fixed on the city that lasts forever. Lord, create a new spirit in us. Healer of body and soul, cure the sickness of our spirit so that we may grow in holiness through your constant care. Lord, create a new spirit in us. And now we pause to express our own needs and those of our community. Lord, create a new spirit in us. Let us again offer our praise to God and pray in the words of Christ. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, 
as, as we, we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, author of every mercy and of all goodness, who in fasting, prayer, and almsgiving have shown us a remedy for sin, look graciously on this confession of our lowliness, that we who are bowed down by our conscience may always be lifted up by your mercy. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Amen. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Sundays in Lent have traditionally been seen as a day off from the disciplines that you've set out for yourself for Lent. So go ahead and have a little bit of chocolate today, but remember to pick up on it again tomorrow. Morning Air, the Sunday edition, is coming up in just a few minutes. I'm Paul Sadek. I will see you tomorrow morning, but in the meantime, be sure you get to Mass today and receive the body, blood, soul, and divinity of the Lord. And make this a great and holy day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio.